Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. From the ragged heart of the Rust Belt, this is Great Lakes Confidential with your hosts, Angie and Marty. Welcome to Great Lakes Confidential. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm not really having you. You are the co-host. I am welcomed <laughs> back to the show. Yes. So today we're going to talk about lighthouses. I like lighthouses. But also Michigan women lighthouse keepers. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know how rare it is. No. But it's quite rare. But I hope to find out. So... Me personally, growing up, I didn't really, like, there weren't lighthouses around. You know what I mean? Right. I lived inland pretty far. Right. So the only time I ever really saw lighthouses was if we were going to, like, Mackinac for a vacation or whatever, and it was Mm -hmm. always in passing. But now that I'm older and I've started traveling, I've realized that lighthouses are pretty freaking cool. Really cool. Yeah. 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 They're very neat and needed. Mm-hmm. Like, as we learned with Edmund Fitzgerald, yeah. you know, the ships need the, the lighthouses to see where they're going. And just randomly scattered around the, uh, the coastline. Yeah. So I thought what we would do is I could throw out some facts about lighthouses and then jump into the exciting part of, of my research. So okay. I don't know if you know any of these things. If you know some of these facts, I'm, I'll be quite impressed. Did you know that the first known lighthouse in the world was the pharaohs of Alexandria in Egypt? Mm-hmm. I did know that. Oh, well, it was, I did not know that. So it was constructed in 300 to 200 BC, and it was about 450 feet high. So this particular lighthouse was actually one of the seven wonders of the world. Mm-hmm. It was destroyed in stages by invaders and earthquakes and has been completely gone since the 1300s. So it's been gone for a long time. Yeah. But. I would be I would be curious to know I mean 450 feet in that time is you know that's crazy like yeah, how did they do that It's crazy when they when they talk about the different uh, you know ancient wonders of the world mm-hmm. and I would have loved to have seen them Seriously. like that like the the Colossus of Rhodes Yeah Do you know about that it's no. this giant uh, Okay you remember um Game of Thrones Sure and Bravos the land across the sea with the the iron bank and all yes. that and how they had that giant statue of like Yes. A, that's basically what was based off of the Colossus of Rhodes Okay we did 
talk about it when we were watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was supposedly like a giant, uh, you know, statue just right there on the uh, right there on the coast. It's it's crazy to think about the different uh, the scope of these supposed like ancient wonders of the world. Like yeah, how large they were because yeah. you know where there's no photos, there's no pictures. Like all we've got are artists' renditions of this lighthouse. Mm-hmm. But and you think about the tools that are needed to build something 450 feet high. Mm-hmm. It's not like they had cranes. No, but they did have aliens apparently. <laughs> well, that's just a different say show. Aliens did it all. <laughs> So the first ever lighthouse in the United States was at Boston on Little Brewster Island, and that was in 1716. Down on Little Brewster. The keeper and his family drowned in 1718 while returning to the lighthouse. And then the British destroyed the original tower, and it was eventually reconstructed in 1784. Mm -hmm. The oldest existing lighthouse in the United States is in Sandy Hook, New Jersey, and has been in operation since 1760. Wow. That's a long time. And then the tallest lighthouse in the United States is Cape Hatteras Light in North Carolina, and that stands 210 feet. So again, then you look back at the first lighthouse Mm -hmm. at at 450 feet, and then this one is 210. So so yeah, that's pretty crazy. So do you know the state that has the most lighthouses? Is it Michigan? It's Michigan. We've got the most coastline. Yes. So we have had over 150 lighthouses, past and present, in the Great Lakes State. Currently, we have 129 that are in full operation. Mm-hmm. So the first lighthouse in Michigan was the Fort Gratiot Light in Port Huron. It was constructed in 1825, built with brick, and then following some additions throughout the years, it now stands at 85 feet tall. George McDougall, a former Detroit lawyer who, according to Wikipedia, may have been of ill repute, was the first keeper of Fort Gratiot. And apparently the steps in the tower were so steep that they had to be climbed sideways and the trap door was barely big enough for a man to fit through. Hmm. But it should also be noted that McDougall was fairly short and weighed about 300 pounds. Yeah. So so there's that. Right. <laughs> and he's just complaining about, you know, things built for other people not working for him. You know, yeah. Who's supposed to use this thing? Right. So when the first lighthouses were built, there wasn't any electricity, obviously. So they used oil lamps and then even candles sometimes. So the light was directed outward using concave mirrors and special lenses. And due to the nature of these quote-unquote lights, a keeper was required in the tower 24 hours a day to maintain the light. Mm -hmm. By the mid-20s, the mid-1920s, that is, about a quarter of the lighthouses were powered by electricity, so the need for a 24-hour keeper was pretty much a thing of the past. Lighthouse keepers would occasionally visit to check on the grounds and the towers, you know, make sure that everything was in proper operation, but by the mid-80s, the Coast Guard pretty much took over and keepers were no longer needed, even to pop in for sporadic visits. Yeah, that's the sad thing is as as far as a lifestyle goes, uh, being a, a lighthouse keeper isn't uh, isn't that common anymore. I believe there are still a few out there, but a lot of lighthouses are automated. Yeah. So you don't need to, you know you don't need somebody to to basically just live there. Right. For years, just tending this flame, which to me sounds like a dream job. Yeah. So read some books and mind your own business and just turn this light on and off. I was thinking Mm. that, too, until I started researching like what lighthouse keepers do. And Mm -hmm. it's 
it's demanding yeah. and it's like that's a lot of work and i don't like doing a lot of work so i don't know that i would be a very good lighthouse keeper yeah it's not just sitting back and waiting for for doordash to show <laughs> not up exactly and... no no it's much more involved than that so You're getting all your groceries dropped off and shipped. <laughs> so the coolest part of the show to me is what we're gonna kind of dive into now so the job of a lighthouse keeper was primarily for men only it was basically it was thought that the work was too labor intensive for women to do they would act as assistants to their husbands but really they only would take over the position if their husband died the first woman lighthouse keeper in michigan was Catherine shook who started her job in 1849 following her husband's drowning she was keeper of point abart lighthouse i'm sure i said that wrong point obarks lighthouse and the mother of eight children. So she was responsible not only not only for the lighthouse duties, but homeschooling her children and caring for the land as well. Unfortunately, a kitchen fire broke out and she was badly burned and forced to resign from the keeper position in 1851. Mm. She died nine years later and is buried next to her husband in Oakwood Cemetery in New Baltimore. Yeah, gotcha. So one of the longest serving lighthouse keepers in America, Elizabeth Whitney Williams, gave 41 years of her life to being a keeper. Wow. Yeah, this woman. She's something. So Elizabeth was born on Mackinac Island in 1844. When she was four years old, her family moved to Beaver Island, where her father worked for Mormon leader King James. Oh, the Mormon king. We got to get into this story later. We will. King James. Is it Strang or yeah, Strange? The strang. Okay. Strang. So when when he began pressuring the family to convert to Mormonism, they fled to Charlevoix and then to Traverse City. And they returned to Beaver Island once Strang was assassinated in 1857. Which we'll get, be getting into in a later episode. Yes. Because this is a great story. The in, history of Beaver Island. Coming in, soon. In 1860, Elizabeth married Clarence Van Riper. And in 1869, he was appointed lighthouse keeper of Beaver Island Harbor Light. Her husband was in poor health, so she assisted him quite a bit with his duties. In 1872, during a bad storm, Clarence left the lighthouse to help rescue a sinking ship but he never returned, and Elizabeth was forced to keep the light burning for three days. A couple of weeks following his death, Elizabeth was appointed keeper. In 1875, she remarried and requested a transfer to an inland lighthouse, which is how she came to be keeper of Little Traverse Light at Harbor Springs. She excelled and later won an award for Best Kept Light on the Great Lakes. By Good eight job. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. By 1897, she was one of four female lighthouse keepers in the state, down from about 50 in 1851. In 1903, she published her autobiography titled A Child of the Sea and My Life Among Mormons. She retired in 1913 and spent the rest of her life in quiet retirement in Charlevoix. She died 12 hours after her husband did on January 23rd, 1938. Well, it was a life well lived. Tending that flame. Yeah. There's also a children's book about Elizabeth's life called Elizabeth Whitney Williams and the Little Traverse Light. I want to say that they're available on Amazon is where I kind of found them. <laughs> I think I'm definitely going to get those books, um, that one and her autobiography. I'm just fascinated by her. Like, what a powerhouse. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, her spouse disappears during a storm and... Oh, well, got to keep that light Yeah, going. she can't, like, leave. She can't... Get that sense of duty. It's not like she had, like, a cell phone. She couldn't call anybody. She right. couldn't do anything. She literally had to keep the light burning until the storm passed three days later, and then finally she right. could... Then you can mourn. Yeah. 
I just can't wrap my my head around it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just bananas. So the last story that I have about women lighthouse keepers in the state of Michigan is about Frances Marshall. Frances was born in 1921 in Georgia, and she lived most of her adult life in Whitehall, Michigan. She served as lighthouse keeper at White Lake from 1949 to 1954. Aside from being the last female lighthouse keeper in our state, Frances was known for being a lifesaver. In the book, Ladies of the Lights, Michigan Women in the U.S. Lighthouse Service, author Patricia Major wrote, She was an extremely strong swimmer and she saved many lives when people would come visit the lake and maybe not be aware of the dangerous riptides that we have in Lake Michigan and would find themselves drawn out. Many times she would just drop whatever she was doing, race down to the beach, jump in, and swim out to save these people. Like a St. Bernard. That was sort of her second calling. So not only was she... Newfoundland, I mean. (laughs) So not only was she a badass lightkeeper, Frances was on the game show, What's My Line, in 1953, where a panel of celebrities tried to guess her occupation. They didn't guess it. No. Clearly. She died at the age of 89 on January 22nd of 2011. Wow. In Muskegon, Michigan. Very yeah. Cool. Like yeah. she like that's pretty pretty recent, right? It's a long life well lived. Yeah, and she just jumped in the water and was like, I'm going to save you. Yeah, like I said like a, a newfie would. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it really. Just bundle on down to the 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 lake and grab somebody out of it do you have any favorite lighthouses around michigan you uh have you seen any that really caught your eye that you like um i mean i've only really i think i've only really been to one that i can remember and that's at white uh whitefish point mm-hmm. way up there plus belle isle and belle isle yeah so but the, well the, the okay all marble belle what? isle was cool because yeah. it's all marble mm-hmm. it's no longer an operation so yeah. that's kind of a bummer many of the lights aren't i don't know which ones are still well, there's 129 that are yeah. still, so that's that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I th- like those are really the only two that I can think of that I've ever been to. Yeah, I mean, the one I've, I'm talking about, even ones I haven't even been to. Like, there's one, and uh, it's on an island, and uh, I say this name with apology. I didn't name this island, and hopefully it gets changed later. Um, a privately owned island known, known as Squaw Island okay. in the uh, Beaver Island archipelago, and it has uh, one of the most beautiful lighthouses in the Great Lakes, well known for being one of the most beautiful lighthouses in the Great Lakes. But it's uh, the island is, uh, again, privately owned. Everything fell into disrepair. Uh, the greenery is sort of overgrown to the point where you can't even see the uh, the lighthouse from the shore anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the, the new private owners or the private owners of the place have cleaned it up and fixed it up. I remember a few years ago, there were some people that were um, going over to the island. Now, this is an island that doesn't have any electricity or anything either, so it's you know difficult to to do anything sure but going over and and trying to clean up the 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 land a little bit and and restore the uh, lighthouse so i'm not sure what the uh, status of the the squaw island uh, lighthouse is right now but uh it's very very cool looking lighthouse very neat and uh you know that place you look at in your daydream like yeah, yeah i could definitely live there to get away from everybody and just hang out in that lighthouse and read books and cook all day yeah that'd be fun i guess there was another lighthouse that i have been to on the west side of the state i want to say holland area mm-hmm. uh went out there during the summer it was a while ago like a yeah, probably like ten years or longer. And we I don't remember where it was. I don't remember what it's called. I just remember you had to walk out on a cement, you know, uh pier type thing 
I know that there was very large rocks on either side and mm-hmm. the water would splash up. And I remember getting very, you know, splashed Is it a lot. Charlevoix maybe? It was Holland. It was okay. definitely Holland area. But I don't. I don't remember, like yes. I said, I don't remember where it was or what it was called. I We have a few photos from out there, but it was so long ago. So I guess maybe I've seen three that I've actually been to and been mm-hmm. close up to. I like Whitefish Point just because it's, I mean, it's really beautiful up there and there's so much to yeah. do in that area because there's the museums right. and all of that stuff. It so, really is so a prototypical cool. lighthouse too. You know, yeah. It's exactly what you think of when you think of a lighthouse yeah. on the Great Lakes. It's right there on the shore, famously, you know, near the site of where the Edmund Fitzgerald went down. Right. So it's it's still a very, uh, very used shipping lane right mm-hmm. there that it, it monitors. There's a lot of, which, again, I was not aware of this, and I'm excited to kind of explore this more. But there's a lot of lighthouses. There's a few that are bed and breakfast now. Mm-hmm. There's a few that are supposedly haunted. Yeah. There's a very haunted one up north that's... A bed and breakfast, so you get a twofer. Mm-hmm. There, I've found, and again, this is, you know, we could we could have multiple episodes about lighthouses because there's there's stories about murders and suicides and the movie Anatomy of a Murder, which I've not seen, but Mike and Allison on You Made Me Watch, they watched Anatomy of a Murder and they discussed it, so I... I understood like you know i get the premise of the movie but in my research for this i discovered that that was also associated with a lighthouse there was you know the the guy was somehow associated i just kind of skimmed the story but i was like whoa wait a minute i i didn't realize that anatomy of a murder was based on this particular situation yeah so that was that's kind of crazy but like there's a bear attack there's yeah just I mean, i'm sure we'll get to more <laughs> more great lighthouse stories in the future yeah yeah and and go and see them like yeah. that's what i really want to do the summer is you know i've seen like what what is the website there's a michigan website i don't know if it's pure michigan or, or if it's a different one but one of the websites always post like taco road trip mm-hmm. or you know the different different things that you can go see and waterfall road trip in Michigan or whatever. And the lighthouse, I'm pretty sure there's a, like a, a lighthouse, lighthouse road trip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah. yeah so, but that would take forever to do, but I would still definitely be interested in doing it. Cause it's just, and but, I, I really want to stay the night in the, in the spooky yeah. bed and breakfast. I mean, I think about the different museums that we've been to around the great lakes and how uh, some of them have had, uh, like, I believe it was the national great lakes museum in, uh, in Toledo where they actually had like the, like bulbs and yes. stuff from the lighthouse, like yeah. the big, uh, big glass Just bulbs crazy. or whatever. Like you can't even really call it a bulb, but like these big giant glass things, things. Yeah. That that I mean, yeah, wouldn't even you wouldn't even think of like, oh yeah, that's what a lighthouse light would look like, I suppose. I have zero until I saw that in the museum. I had zero concept of what was yeah. inside of a lighthouse. Like I still don't fully <laughs> understand. Like, you know I remember what I mean? The the, the bulb. I mean, and again, I don't even want to call it a bulb because it wasn't the bulb, but it was like the glass covering, and it, it was almost scaled. I remember yeah. that look, like like you know, scalloped of somehow. Yeah. Like, however, that would help you know throw the light. I guess it would, but were uh, they maybe the mirrors, like the lenses and the and the concave mirrors? Possibly. Also, I would love to see a transcript of the last uh, thirty seconds of me talking because that was just word salad. 
Speaking of transcripts, though, in in my reading, um, one of the stories that I found about a lighthouse up north, the lighthouse keeper was real, real particular mm-hmm. and took very detailed notes. And not only were the notes very detailed, but he talked mad smack about like some of his assistants Other, yeah. that were just lazy and and you know complainers and all this other stuff but very very detailed notes so that everybody you know hundreds of years later picked these up and were like oh my god we yeah. know exactly what happened here and i just i was so fascinated also, by that lazy as hell he <laughs> he was he was not pleased with most of his assistants like yeah. he he was he was very um very descriptive in his words about how he felt about these people. You little bubble-headed booby. Yes. I like to imagine that it was Dr. Smith from Lost in Space running the lighthouse. Yeah, you bubble-headed booby, help me get this light going. Oh, William, William, help me. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. I love that guy. So I, like I said, I, I don't really have like any, I don't have a full understanding of like the inside of a lighthouse. Like, you know, McDougal saying that the mm-hmm. stairs were were you know, so steep that you had to walk up sideways. And it's like... was a baby, though. He was, yeah. He he sounds like a whiner. But, like, you look at a lighthouse and you're like, well, yeah, they've got to be steep stairs, Mm -hmm. right? Or it's just a spiral staircase. That's what I always imagine. Like, it's a big, you know, spiral tower staircase up to a a giant opening with a light in it. And then you think, too, like... And then there's a house attached. Right, right. But then you also think, like, they were using fires and candles before Mm -hmm. electricity. So you think about... And that's another thing which clearly, you know, women lighthouse keepers, it was very rare because you think about these women had to carry loads of firewood up these buildings that were 200 feet in the air mm-hmm. to keep this fire burning. Just, it's so difficult for me. I mean, I don't even like bringing in the groceries from my car that's, you know, 20 feet away from the door. Like, I can't, I can't fully wrap my head around having to take bundles of wood even even a short distance you know even even like the smaller the shorter lighthouses would have been 80 feet Mm -hmm. up (laughs) and they probably weren't wearing pants right because the why wouldn't they be wearing pants because the majority of that far back in history the majority of women wore dresses though while they're working alone on a lighthouse I don't know. You think they're all dolled up in their Sunday best? Well, not in their Sunday best, but I mean, these women, you see old movies and and Mm -hmm. photos of women way back in the day. They're doing their gardening and dresses. That's when they had to answer to menfolk in the house, though. You know, like if she's out there, she's running the show. She could wear whatever she wants. She wants to wear a dress. She could wear a dress. If she doesn't, she doesn't. She wants to wear overalls. Cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I can't imagine somebody showing up and being like, there was a woman in slacks running that, uh, that but, lighthouse. Right, but how many women had slacks, I guess is what I'm saying, because they wore dresses all the yeah. time. They wore, you know, they were they would wear petticoats. And, and she did inherit a wardrobe. So, wow. Just saying. I mean, what are you going to do? It's not like you can call Purple Heart to come and collect that stuff. <laughs> Right. You're going to take a trip out to the lighthouse just to get your garbage bags full of your late husband's clothes off your porch? Well, sure, but I still I'm still standing by, you know, the Turn idea those sad rags into glad I'm rags. still I'm still standing by the idea that these women, a lot of these women, you know, early 1800s were not wearing slacks. They were mm-hmm. wearing skirts. They were wearing petticoats, you know, they were wearing 
clothing of the times. They might have been. I wasn't there. I don't know. And climbing 80 feet in the air with bundles of of firewood. And holding it's a just, little, little parasol over their head while they're doing it. Oh my god. It's just I it's just very difficult for me to to fully, you know, wrap my brain around it. Mm-hmm. And then and then, you know, Francis swimming out to to save people. Like, what? Just and you think about I want to say, let's see, where where was she at? She was a born caretaker. What lake was that at? Wow, White Lake. What did you say? Uh, Whitehall, Michigan. So is that is that Lake Michigan? I don't know. I don't know where Whitehall is. Well, she died in Muskegon. Right, which, which would be Lake Michigan, but you might not. Uh, I don't know. But you say something that made me think it was on the east side by uh, Lake mm-hmm. St. Clair. Oh, well, it doesn't. No, nope, no, nope, nope. it is. Yes, it is Lake Michigan. It okay. says it says Lake Michigan in the quote from the from the author of the book. So. So, yeah, they're out there swimming in Lake Michigan. They get sucked into the riptide and she she's running. You know, she's running down mm-hmm. the stairs of these lighthouses and then jumping into the water to save them. Just. It's mind blowing. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. Way to go, Francis. Thanks, Francis. You're you're She's a saving queen. future generations on the lake. An absolute queen. And she lived to be eighty nine years old. Like what? What was her full name? Francis Marshall. Francis Marshall, we speak your name. We hold you high, lady. That's right. Cool. So that's pretty much it for this this lighthouse episode. Because like I said, we could go on for days and days and days and days right. and days. Just just chewing on a small segment of female yeah. female lighthouse. Just getting uh, the word out. Right. There's, there was a bunch of them. There was There's 50, ladies running these lakes. I think 51 total women lighthouse keepers in the state of Michigan. So, and then there there were women lighthouse keepers scattered throughout the United States, but that's not what we talk about on this no, show. No, no. But even still, like there just wasn't, you know, there weren't that many. So yeah, cool. You, you want to go visit some lighthouses? Maybe. Oh, sure. Which ones? Any of them. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's pack up right now. Well, it's cold for that. Well, let's wrap up the show and go. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna take off. We're gonna pack up our snacks. Yep, we're going to take a little trip out to a lighthouse, mm-hmm. take that that great circle tour, the lake circle tour I've always wanted to take, the Lake Michigan, Lake Huron circle tour. Let's do it. All righty. Let's hit the road, Jack. All righty, bye-bye. Peace out, Girl Scout.